What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 244 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Fran Mirabella. The third. Not used to the flow yeah, today. I'm usually the coolest on. dude in video games, Greg Miller. He'll Hello. be making I know, an appearance. Exa- that was it. Greg Miller. I was waiting for the coolest in dude in video games, Fran Mirabel. I thought That's I got it. to fill That's in it. for him today. No. Nah, nah, no. no. Yeah. The best hair, best <laughs> hair mean, in the business. That, that was the saddest, like, no, yeah, you're, you're no, not. No. Obviously not. But you did learn a lot about Watto and yes, his history in, in, the, the, pre-show. in the pre-show yeah. that you can get patreon.com. I had no idea it was a do-back. Wow. He turns into a horse. It's a, it's it's a crazy, horse. man. That's Sorry, the one. spoilers. Spoilers for Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker there. Um, but yeah, friend, FM3 himself, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back uh, and with a new guest on the show as well. Yes, like, yes. You know. Jumping ahead there, Kat Bailey, editor-in-chief <laughs> of US Gamer. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm really busy playing all of the video games because it's time. The release schedule, it's happening. Oh, it's fall. It's, <laughs> it's fall. a holiday. They're either being played right now or being delayed. It's one of the two options. <laughs> I've There's seen Mike. No in-between. A lot of stuff getting too. delayed right now. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Mike Williams, the reviews editor at US Gamer, have like a slow breakdown on Twitter over the last two weeks <laughs> over just it being review season. No, it's totally true. But I got the hardest one of all to review because I'm reviewing Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding, ladies and gentlemen. I can say right now that all four of us at this table are playing this game. Andy's also playing this game. Greg Miller's playing this game. Yeah, and uh, we will be. Oh, Kevin, Kevin's playing as well. And uh, we will be doing our review next week on the Games Cast. We're going to do that actually a little bit differently because of where the embargo falls. It is midnight on Friday, so Games Cast will be up for everybody, patrons and. Uh, non-patrons on midnight Friday review. It'll be up there. Of course, patrons get it ad-free. Uh, but there will not be a live recording of the Gamescast next week because it is going to be pretty much entirely Death Stranding. But if you have questions, patreon.com slash games. Get them in. We'll answer those. Uh, and then, yeah, the former informer himself, Imran Khan. How you doing? I'm, it's incredibly hot today. It's incredibly it's holy hot. Shit. Why is it so hot? I don't like <laughs> it. It's October. <laughs> oh. Man. I actually love this weather. I just don't like when it's oh, me inside too. because we have no air conditioning in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Also that. We you don't always, understand air conditioning yeah. here. You always have to preface that because like all the people in the Midwest are like much hotter. Play, oh, sorry for you. And you're like, no, yeah. we don't get to go into air conditioning here. Nobody has it. Yeah, yeah like, I, I just want to go to a Safeway and just lay, <laughs> lay somewhere. People you know do I mean? stuff like this. They're like, I want to go grocery shopping. It's yeah. so hot. No, yeah. Like when I lived in Georgia, that was, yeah. I lived in Georgia, that was kind of what you did when it was too hot is you go it. to Walmart. Because those opening areas between like the the front door and like the store oh, doors, the big where fans. they're like super vented, yeah. Costco has that too. Yeah. Just a big fan of from those anyway. are super nice. That's great, man. It's hot. You, you got a lot video games, right? <laughs> if you're watching the show, yeah. You could see there's panels falling off the walls in the Literally studio. Literally, the studio so <laughs> is falling apart uh, before your very eyes. Um, so shout out to Patreon producers Zach Parsley and James Hastings uh, for supporting us financially because we're probably going to need some more money soon to, to, to help <laughs> to fix all of this. We'll get some AC. I'm not Thank really sure. Uh, Patreon supporters at the Silver Membership or above get to watch the show live. As we record it, you can get the show three days early and get the full exclusive pre and post shows. It's fun for everybody. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. You can get the show later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com or on your favorite podcast service. Just search for Kinda Funny Games Cast uh, and you can hear our impressions of video games each and every week. Uh, let's see. We got sponsorships today, Felix Gray and Upstart, but we will talk about that later. Uh, we are now doing You're Wrong in Kind of Funny Games Cast, so you can go to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. You're wrong to let us know what we get wrong in an episode, and at the beginning of every next episode, we'll address it 
We got nothing wrong last week. Woo! Nothing. How crazy no is corrections. That? How crazy is that? So <laughs> it is crazy. You guys, the challenge is out there. If we fuck something up this week, kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. I will. You're wrong. Now, here's the thing. Greg Miller, Imran, and Fran Mirabella last week recorded a mini preview of Greg's impressions of the Outer Worlds. Uh, the embargo wasn't up. It was a whole thing. Now we can talk about whatever we want. So we're going to play that right now. Take That's care. right, Tim. I don't know if it was Tim. You know what I mean? I don't know who said what over there. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me, Greg. And uh, I beat the Outer Worlds last night. Not the Outer Wilds. Not Outer Lands. Not Outer Sunset. Not any of the other Outer Worlds. <laughs> Very, still confusing me. Very bad. It's terrible. Um, and yeah, I beat it last night, which was last week for you watching this now. But since I'm off the week that this is airing or being recorded, right. I wanted to make sure I could come in and talk about it a little yeah. bit there. And actually beat it? Basically. Beat it. Dang, man. Rolled credits, as they say, Fran. Yeah. Swish, as Michael yes. Jordan would say. Swish. You know what I mean? Very relevant. Uh, now, are, you haven't played any, right, Fran? None yet, yeah. Imran? About four hours. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, are you ex interested, Fran? Or are you oh, I'm to totally interested. I don't know when I'll have the time, but no, I've uh, been a big fan of Obsidian for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, some of the original creators of Fallout, and they did Fallout New Vegas. And Anyway, it, the style and the type of game looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed with it. Really? Oh. I was let down by it. Man, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah, setup yeah. and then a... Mm. Yeah, I well, I mean, like, leading up to it when we were talking about it, like, uh, throughout, you know, I think since the announcement, right? It's been, oh, shit, the people who made New Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're making another... They're making a Fallout without any of Bethesda's bullshit. Let's see what it's going to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what happens when you give them these tools and are creatively unleashed, right? Um, the day we're recording this, uh, WCCF Tech put up an interview with Obsidian, right? One of the, I thought this quote stood out as an answer to them when they're talking about it, right? This is Obsidian talking. The Outer Worlds, for us, is our spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas, and having the creators of the Fallout franchise back together is an excellent opportunity, right? That is awesome on paper and great, but I think it's also the problem with the game, mm -hmm. for me personally, is that we have a, a Fallout 4 situation where we talked about a lot of that, where if, you know, infamously, uh, when we were getting excited about Fallout 4, mm -hmm. Tim had asked me, like, you know, what do you expect and how could it disappoint? And I'm like, I expect it to be Fallout 3, but on PlayStation 4, right? I expect it to be uh, just that. And if it, if it just if it's just that, it won't exceed my expectations or meet or do anything in that way. This one, when you start it up, is unabashedly a Fallout, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think it's... it. You wonder about legal troubles because <laughs> it is so much like Fallout, where if you... <laughs> I think, you know, you were in a coma and you woke up and somebody put this in front of you and you didn't see the title screens, you would be like, so, oh, man, Bethesda changed the terminal system for how it is to look. Oh, hacking's a little bit different this time around, huh? Oh, and it's running better. because The character models are still exactly the same. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, it is still the same stilted, like, you know, you're just looking at a person while they talk. Even yeah, Fallout yeah, 4, yeah, you know, yeah, right. played around with camera angles. This one doesn't. It's bam. This person's talking to you. Mm -hmm. You choose your dialogue options. It is unabashedly that kind of game and i know they say that it's in you know it's an old school rpg it is you know their spiritual successor right. in new yes. vegas that is going to speak to so many people and i want it to and i'm not trying to take away from it it just didn't exceed my expectations when we were looking into this i we were all so excited for it from mm -hmm. these people and i didn't see that from them right it is the same stilted systems before it is the same dialogue things um i think that one of the problems it has, right, is that it's straddling this line between two genres this time, where it is an RPG the way you'd expect, and then also it is a first-person shooter. I don't yeah. know how much you've seen it, but, like, Fallout always, you know, even with Vats, right, I felt 
dissuaded me from using weapons because of the way they degrade degre- right. and break, and I'd have to worry about that. There is a condition to your weapons inside of Outer Wilds or World. Damn it, I know I get that. So close. I know, uh, but it's like so rare that I ever got below sixty percent. And if it did, it's so easy to repair them. Yeah. So I am using my guns more, and then as I'm doing it in this colorful alien world, right? I'm just like, man, this doesn't feel great. And this isn't that much fun to engage in this combat. Why am I not playing yeah, Borderlands? Yeah, combat feels like an obstacle, like not a fun thing. Like yeah. if I were playing in a a better a game with better combat theoretically, yeah. when I go sneak into an area and I have to go kill the guards, I don't have a choice. I would figure out a good way to do that. For me, it's like I'm going to save. I'm going to try this thing. I'm just going to hit him with a sword a couple of times, right. and like if it works out, then great. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to reload, which yeah. is also kind of a pain in the ass. Totally, and that's another thing where I'm talking about, right? They. It's archaic and stuck in a different place in time where I mentioned this earlier, right? Of like, yeah, I run out with my big hammer and I'd melee somebody mm-hmm. and they turn, like, somebody starts shooting. I'm like, oh crap, I need to switch to the gun. I hit triangle to switch to the gun and I can't switch weapons until I'm done with the animation of swinging the melee thing, yeah. right? And it's the same way of trying to uh, uh, put on your breather for health or when you're, you can't reload and run. There might be a skill later on that unlocks that. I never mm-hmm. saw it in my mm-hmm. 20 hours, I'd say, of gameplay, maybe a little less. Um, it's a game that I also feel struggles with the fact. Well, like I was saying before with the genre thing, right? Like, it, when I'm shooting, I'm like, why am I not playing Borderlands? When I'm playing the RPG part of it, it's just like, why am I not playing an RPG I'm more invested into? Especially with you know New Vegas, the thing that you know Colin used to always talk about was that it was such a gray area, right? You, mm-hmm. you thought you were making the right choices, yeah, and you got morality. to the end, and maybe it wasn't. You know what yeah. I mean? From the jump here, right? Like, I'm off the Colony of Hope. I've been woken up. You know, I'm I've been lost. Blah blah. The, the the colony we're in right now is broken up and run by different corporations and the corporations are all skeezy mm-hmm. like you know what I mean it's not like I'm, I met a corporation where I'm like fuck maybe these guys got it yeah the whole game is one big anti-capitalism joke because right. like everything is bad so like one of the first quests is a gravedigger saying yeah you need to rent your uh plots by like the month or whatever yeah so can you go collect from these people it's like that sucks but I'm gonna do it because that's the quest that's, that's the, the quest, quest I gotta game. accomplish yeah. it yeah, yeah 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 and that's the thing where I feel like I didn't have those moments when I beat it last night, I I got into a really annoying fight with the, the which doesn't happen often, but like was clearly like, oh, this is a boss. All right, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. This fight is sucks. It's not fun to do. Hmm. All right, fine. I kept dying. It was frustrating. The loads take a while on PlayStation Four Pro at least. I come back in. I finally beat him, and then I talked to the person. And then it was like that's the and then it, then it went to still images. Just still images of art, and then a narrator telling me what happened to every character, and like, and it's clearly like based on what you did, this happened, mm-hmm. and based on how you talk. And it was like, what an anticlimactic end. Let alone the yeah. fact that I'm not connected to any of these characters either. Like Ashley Birch's companion is the first companion I brought on. Uh, and the, at the very beginning, there's she's interested in another. I don't want to spoil anything. She's interested in another character in the game. Mm-hmm. I facilitate them getting the, together or whatever. Great. And then it was like, all right, cool. And then that my ending didn't even mention that. And I guess I could have done more companion quests. I could have done more stuff maybe to actually see it through. I didn't have it up right. there from her or anything. But it was like, I, I didn't feel invested in this world. I didn't feel like I needed to do everything. I didn't. Feel, I, I was like mainlining this. Where I, I added two other companions. One I never used. The other I used. But it was like, okay, I'm just not into this to go do this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's a weird thing. It, the game feels small too. Where it is it's, like, like it's like five minutes between each town. Like yeah. you're not going on big treks everywhere it's not a, it's literally not the mojave like yeah. you if you're looking to like oh i, I want to go get lost in the desert yeah, and no. find my way to a town 
and you know figure my my way around the world that way there's no way around the world it's not an open world game yeah it's, you don't have that you never have the fallout 3 coming out of the vault moment of like i can go anywhere yeah i can go and you can it's, i can go down this path or that path. and it's that thing when you go down them you'll find room, homes that are boarded up all right and then if you find one that's open it's like you can go in there, but it's a quest will eventually bring you back there. Yeah, it's not like they're. I was finding things that were buried off there. Now, granted, I need to be clear too of like, it's. I didn't play this the way I play Fallout because it didn't feel the way Fallout's feel. So maybe there are those stories and those beats hidden in the world. But from the very first few towns, when it feel like I wasn't getting that out of it, I stopped mm-hmm. playing the game like that. Yeah. Well, I'm like, if that's not going to be there, why would I try to turn over every rock? I will say this: the story is very motivable. So like early on in the game, you're like, go talk to the mayor. He's going to send you on a quest to do something else and all that stuff. Yeah. And all you need is just like a thing he has. So like, yeah. why don't I just fucking kill him? Yeah. So I do that and everyone freaks out. They're like, why did you do that? And like, and let me answer like, because he had the thing I needed. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just skipped all of those quests. I could do that. And, like, oh, that's cool. I remember how RPGs used to do that. Even though my, like, I reloaded because, like, my persu- the character I'm playing wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's it's cool that the story does wrap around whatever it is you choose to do. And that's the thing is, I, I do think, that, uh, granted, I've only beaten it once, right? I think our the review email about this talks about, like, this is a game meant to be played multiple times. Right. I didn't enjoy it enough to where I want to turn it back on. It's honestly one of those things. If I it hadn't been like if I didn't want to review it, I probably would have stopped playing it because it was just like oh, there's better game, there's better first person shooters, and there's better RPGs for me to get out there mm-hmm. and play. Uh, it's not bad. I'm not. I know I'm being very negative right now. I'm not saying it's bad. I just it did not meet expectations, and I don't think it's doing anything special. Right. It's trying to be a better Fallout. It's trying to be a better first person shooter. It's trying. It's but it just see. I think you and I came at it from different expectations. Sure, please. Because like. The private division label in like Obsidian in particular, they pay themselves in any developer now. They're not like making games sure. for Bethesda. Well, now they're owned by Microsoft. Who, like, I know you mean. That's, yeah, but <laughs> so I, I always saw this as we want to do what like Inafune did with Mega Man or Igarashi did with uh, Castlevania. Mm-hmm. We want to make the indie successor to those games. Totally. And they were, this is the indie successor to Fallout. It's just, it's the exact same game as Fallout New Vegas. And that's my problem. Is yeah. like, I just feel like, I, I knew that coming in, and I actually was applauding it that when they were like, that's going to be like, you know, 20 hours, 30 hours. Right. Which, and guaranteed, I think my, I for sure played all of Sunday, so that was like, 10 hours there I probably so I'm, I'm estimating I was between 15 and 20 for this but again I just was so not invested in the world I really didn't branch off after the first few worlds into like the story the side mission stuff because mm-hmm. the first two for sure it was like I played it like I play every RPG any side mission that pops up I'm going to go do right but then when I was just like wow well, I just don't feel the impact of doing this I didn't at a certain point like you can tell they wrote a few too many quests because there are quests that are like okay, go do this thing, and now talking to this guy leads to a different quest, and you have different choices of who you turn this into. Yeah. Like, it, it presents some degree of moral quandary. Then at some point, the, the moral quandary is do you kill or do you not kill? And that's not much of a moral quandary because there's no real benefit to doing either. Yeah. And then it just gets less and less options. It is go here, do the thing, do that, like yeah. deliver it. So it's and again, like, yeah. I think it is black and white of usually what is right and wrong. Because like, it would be like there was one quest early on, right? Of And I think it's, it's from the preview thing, so I'm not ruining anything. But it was like, who do you want to give the power to, right? Like mm-hmm. who's the literal power. Who do you want to switch the power to or cut people off from power? And it was like I, I was going to go one way. And then my companion, Ashley Birch, was like, hey, just so you know. And she said something. And I was like. Oh well, clearly that's the right answer. That's the good guy option. I did the good guy thing. Right. And I feel the game does this is in this weird space storyline wise where the corporations owning everything could be so comical and so like zany. You know what I mean? But it never gets onto this 
it never goes all the way up to comedy, but then it also never comes all the way back down to drama. Right. So it's in this weird middling area where I thought I, trailers made the game look so fun. And I don't mean just gameplay-wise, but like the woman yeah. doing finger Very guns. Light-hearted and like, and yeah, yeah, and like I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be the world where maybe I do want to explore and I do want to uh, do the you know shooting and explain you know go through the different options and stuff and uh, engage in a different way. But once I got in there and like I was just playing, it was like, well, no, like you don't do either well, so I don't feel the need to actually do this. It's you know, this is the good option. I'm mm-hmm. playing. I'm, I as usual, have just fallen into being a good guy in this game. Like, why would I ever go the other way? Why would I do these weird things? Yeah, it it feels like a very small microcosm of what New Vegas was. Yeah. That said, I think if you really enjoyed New Vegas and you were looking for, specifically looking for more of that game, this is that you will enjoy playing this. It's just not anywhere near the same scale, or like it's not a game made by a AAA publisher. I get that, and I feel that. I just. It- with it being so small, I expected it to be tighter. Yeah, I expected it to I be, agree. hey, we're going to give you a main storyline with such interesting characters on the side that you're going to be fucking engaged. You're going to love these people. You're going to hate these people. It's gonna, you're going to have really strong emotions and feelings about everybody. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have that. Because even like the scientist who you know saves you in the very beginning of the game, first cutscene, The right? Doc Brown. And eventually yeah. like, there's an option to sell him out or whatever early on. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Know, should I do it? Like it doesn't seem like what I would do. Why would I do that? But it's also like, why am I protecting? And it's like, right, you know, yeah. no, I'll just keep going. Don't worry about it. Like even a couple hours in, I still have no real sense of who my character is beyond who I've decided they're going to be. Right. So like I'm playing just like a persuasive, you know, gunner. Yeah. Like a Han Solo type. Yeah. But it's not really like I don't feel like I'm able to express that. I just go down all the dialogue ch- choices until it like puts me at one. Like oh, I definitely don't want to do that because that's me being an asshole. Yeah, of course. But other than that, it's like. I don't. I don't feel like I'm making a mark of who my personality is. Yeah, yeah. Which that's disappointing because like the writing should be keeping up. That said, I did laugh really hard when I saw the a bunch of bananas. It's just called bunch of nanners, and I don't know why that made me laugh like for like a minute. But I was just like, <laughs> this is really hilarious. Ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, bunch Get of nanners. And like again to the point, like I think as an RPG, like I said, I know I'm being negative here, but it's because I just feel like my expectations weren't met. Mm-hmm. It does do a really cool thing with like letting you get into the minutia of how you're applying your skill points, right? Where you know you get them in buckets of ten, and for the first when you're going through the game, you're dropping them into like you know two-handed weapons or whatever, or uh, your speech skills or whatever, and it's giving everything. But once the individual stats in there, so like you know lying, uh, persuasion, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, and then there's another one too. Uh, once that gets to fifty, like right out of a hundred, then you can now finely tune it where you just want to take your points and put them into lying rather than applying it to everything all at once, right? And so there, there's that aspect of it the same way where, like we were talking about where I, I was playing and it was I started off as melee and then I was like oh man the guns don't break down the guns are actually plentiful and there's ammo everywhere went to you know long range weapons uh, then I was dumping it all into hacking I was dumping it all into my speech skills or whatever mm-hmm. but then it was just like okay cool once I did that I started getting points and I was just like well I'm I'm fucking clowning everything out yeah. right now. What's the matter? Like, I put Temperament at very high, which is like, you get eight health back every second, yeah. which is a lot. And so, basically, I'm never dying, because mm-hmm. I'm... I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. just like... Just for that last <laughs> boss fight. Just the last yeah. boss fight was annoying. So, it, than- it makes, like, you can just break that game super early, and at that point, combat doesn't... It never really gets fun. It yeah. just gets... It still stays an obstacle to what you want to do. Yeah. So, at the most point, I'm just kind of like specking to avoid combat so i'm going to be more stealthy just because i don't want to fight marauders every 10 seconds and it's you know it's it's back to being like a fallout thing right where it is that i'll walk into like towards the end there i'm walking into areas and there are a million people to kill right so i fall back 
I wait for them to come out of the door, shoot them, shoot them. You know, of course, there isn't vats, but there is a slowdown. You know, time dilation. Yeah, time dilation you can use that you can then shoot everybody. It's just like, all right. Like, it, it's a fine game. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a fine RPG. You know I, I, mean? I like it a lot more than you, but I can't disagree with everything you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, I, the weird thing about it is, it's not even that I, I don't, it's not that I don't like it. You know what I mean? I just critically have these problems with it. Because when I was playing it all day, Sunday, like, you know, once you, I got in, I'm in mm-hmm. and I'm playing it. But I did find myself eventually towards the end of the day being like, who's this? What is going on? I don't skip, <laughs> skip, skip. And then like, you know, like I'm playing the thing last night, the finale of it. And it got to a point and some other people came and helped me. And like, you were good to us. And, you, and I was like, yeah, cool. Who are these people? Again? Like, what did I do for them? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I didn't have those moments that I associate with. Right. The Fallout games or RPGs of that nature where it's like, I do remember you, right? Like, yeah. I remember doing this quest and what it meant for you and the interaction we had. Mm-hmm. And I really thought, like, the way it was pitched as a smaller Fallout, it was an a independent team. Small out. Yeah. Copyright that right now. <laughs> uh, it was like, all right, cool. I'm going to have quest on the level of like mass effect 2 where i'm going on loyalty missions and it mm-hmm. is like yeah jacob fuck yeah jack like i'm gonna have those kind of memories yeah we're in this one i just did not have that. it is it is the most distilled experience of fallout you can get yeah but like it's one of those things where we start getting into issues of like is this worth the value like the 60 dollar mm-hmm. price yeah which that is a harder discussion because of course. and it varies yeah. customer to customer player to player yeah and like if you are looking for more new vegas this is that but like I keep saying that. Over Do you think over it's as good as New Vegas was? New mm-hmm. Vegas for on and I'm a Fallout person did not click with me. So I never. I've tried in multiple times to start it and I've never gotten that far. New Vegas had much better character writing. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm not through all the way through this, so it's like it's comparing a sure. Yeah, like, of course. Experience when there were fewer Fallout games in general. Yeah. To now when there's you know more types of those types of games, more Obsidian games, yeah. other better written RPGs as well. Yeah. So I. Would say no. It's not as good as New Vegas was, but also nothing will probably be as good as that Fair. game was yeah, at the time. Yeah. So it's going like, if I'm looking for just the hit, if I'm looking for the methadone for New Vegas, yeah. this is that. And again, I agree with you 100 percent on that. Like yeah. we're on the same page of like for real. Like if you just want to play a single player Fallout game, like this is it. Jump in. Like you're doing your points. You're doing your things. And again. It, it's player to player. I'm sure some players are, when they get their hands on this, are going to play through and totally be all in on the humor and what they're trying to do these corporations. And I ran these companion quests and they, they said this and blah, blah. But like, even to get to the end and have the companion I liked the most, who I thought I helped out the most with her relationship, her cutscene not mention anything about that relationship, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, you know what I mean? And it's, I, granted, part of that's the poke to me of like, Okay, no, you didn't do it right. You, mm-hmm. you, there was more to do with her. There was more things to go do. But I'm not motivated to go do that. You know what I mean? When I saw the companions, I didn't pick up. I was like, Meh, all right. I will say also, this is a very janky ass game. Yeah. Like, what are you playing on? Uh, so it's PS4. Just like New Vegas. Okay. PS4 version, not great to begin with. Like the there's framey. There's long, long load times. There have been- For me, uh, my own. I've been. My only technical thing with it was long loads. Yeah. I thought uh, otherwise. I thought it ran fine. There was a point where I died, and it like the auto save was inside the city before the door when I leave to the area I'm going to. So, okay. like, I had to load into the city, then hit square, load the door. Then I was like, well, I know exactly where I need to go, so I'm going to run there. But the texture streaming didn't catch up. Oof. So it, like, paused for, like, three seconds to do, like, a circle. Okay. And then, like, I finally get there and I get into another building. It's another load. And, like, so I'm saving now every, like, ten seconds. It really makes me wish there was just a quick save button. Yes, somewhere. I very much agree with the quick save thing. Because it was I, that's the same thing of, like, yeah, it'll kill you. If you die, you go back to your last save, which yeah. most times fine. But then, yeah, there'd be, like, annoying things where I'm like, oh, my God. So that's, like. 
like, I've killed this round of enemies, save. You know, I keep yeah. ac accelerating a little bit. Fallout always specialized in that, where you're just like trying to get that save so you don't lose everything. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, for a while I was going to ask about the core gameplay. Uh, it seems like you answered a lot of that. So there are a lot of, um, in other words, Obsidian is very known both for the character stuff, but also the pen and paper, Dungeons and Dragons style, like turn-based. Uh, you know, did it have more of that hardcore feel of sinking points into stuff? And and there's, you know... Sinking points, sure. Because even when... Like that you felt like yeah. it was unique and impactful on how you play? I mean... You know what I mean? No, but I was like... Maybe I, that's the problem. I, from the joint, I, and the jump, I knew I wanted to do hacking. I knew I wanted to do speech skills. So yeah. I, I was, I'd was i been applying so much that it wasn't until really endgame stuff where, like, and I'm talking about, you know, like the final yeah. couple missions where I'd be like... Oh man, this like the boss, literally like the boss on their side. He's, he's cleaning our clocks because of his annoying ads that come out. But it was like cool. There's a door that's ha uh, 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 lock pickable over here, and I'd walk to it. And I'm like, it's 78 lock picks, but this is at straight hundred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, well, I guess I could have gone more into that, and maybe <laughs> on a replay I would, or maybe if I would have, you know, in that moment, if I was like, well, I'm gonna go run all the side quests I didn't do and get stuff there. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a game that I played and finished and i do think falls into even though um you know i'm knocking it in terms of size and scope falls into the fallout 4 camp where it's like that's the thing i did like i had fun doing it but like what was my what hey greg what was your favorite moment of fallout 4 i'm like whoa platinuming it like you know what i mean like there's no quest in that like fallout 3 that's like fallout 3 you know meeting the fucking robot underneath the white house that makes he's the president like that's right. awesome you know and that was an amazing thing to do or even the liam neeson storyline of like you're going through trying to find your dad at fallout 3 yeah no and like the UI isn't great either. Like there's a when I was trying it's, to figure out how to it's all like, very dated. I was it's all to very old. A gun and I just yeah. it was grayed out. And I'm like, why is it grayed out? Why can't I not unequip this with one of the other like 50 guns I have? Yeah. that are exactly the same, just not deteriorated. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't tell you why. It just it's grayed out. And, and this is what I'm talking about. In the same way where we talked about Fallout 4, we talked about it being Bethesda put their head down, made this game. Then they looked up and like, oh man. The industry has really moved. Oh, the genre has moved forward since then. Mm -hmm. I feel it's the same thing here. Where they put their head down, and like we're going to make another Fallout New Vegas. Hey guys, we oh fuck, like a lot of things <laughs> feel different and play yeah. differently now in the RPG world. I mean, right? there are parts of it where I'm I'm fine with them not moving forward if they sure. want to make and that I'm, kind and of And again, game. I'm not trying at all. To but there's other stuff where they like, oh, you definitely should have taken another pass in UI. Yeah, like this yeah, is yeah. not acceptable. Yeah, and just the fluid of com uh, fluidity of combat. Yeah, and all your like this game, it. if it had Borderlands shooting, would be one of my favorite games. Like, totally. Period. The amount of times where I'm like. Running away, not that quickly. Granted, I know you can upgrade it, but like yeah. running away, and I'm like, I want a slide, I want a mantle, I want. It's like you can't do anything. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, tried to sneak into a building, and I was like, oh well, there's like boxes here that are like perfectly spaced to jump on, no, but just that, that last jumpy, like you can't mantle over it. So I was like, oh well, then why is this here? Totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And that was there was one where I was like, you know, they wanted me clearly to go down this path over here, but like I there was a box on. I was on an upper level, and I knew so I saw the objective down there, and just climbed up, and then just like jumped like all weird off to the side like, <laughs> hurt my leg and huffed my thing and went and did it but it was just like I could just imagine my character like all awkwardly getting up there and then just falling off and alright yeah also like controller stuff of like the there are buttons that should not be if it's a, it's a dual analog first person shooter or first person game yeah so like most of my interactions are on square which is like, so I'm constantly taking my thumb off the right analog stick, pressing, holding square for a thing, yeah. then putting it right back on mm. the analog stick. And once you notice that, yeah, it becomes like a very like obstructionist thing of, I just, I want to get into this thing, but I'm taking my hand off the camera so often. Even the same thing of like the quick select for guns, right? To get to your gun wheel. Right. Like, you know, it's you, you, you hold you, triangle. You hold triangle and then move it around to where you want, and then you have to hit X to confirm. Mm -hmm. It's like, why not just 
let it drop. Move it, it over, yeah. come off triangle, and it goes to the. It does gun feel I want. built for the PC in that way. It's kind of quick select. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quicker select. Quickish. <laughs> it's quickish. quickish. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Outer Worlds again. I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's a bad game by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. I just. I'm I don't think positive on it, but yeah, yeah. like I definitely agree with everything you're saying. Is it's not the game it should be, but it is kind of the game that. Are you going to play more of it? Probably. Now that we've done this, I don't need to rush through it. Yeah. So I'll probably take it at a more you know standard pace and get back to. Other Do games. you think future Imran, present Imran for them has played more? Should we kick it to him to see if he has any updates? I have probably played more by this time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to know if future Imran, uh, where he's at right now with it. So let's kick it to him. Now, Imran. We're going to talk about what you think about the Outer Wild Worlds. <laughs> by the way, How many times is that going to happen Everybody's this year? doing it this year. Yeah. Oh. My God. And, and Greg, by the way, was now that reviews are out, it's really interesting. Having come off last week, he was the only person I heard from. Imram only at the time had played four or five hours. Right. Uh, and his impression was sort of like, it's okay. Like I, I have a lot of issues. And then all these reviews come out. And I was like, man, digging this. So I'm... Very curious to hear. I'm more. pretty shocked about this too because when we were at the Star Wars event for Jedi Fallen Order, Cat uh, was there too. Um, there was a lot of people we were talking to that seemed to be more on Greg's side than when we're seeing all these reviews come out. And of course, everyone has different tastes and are kind of going yeah. into things differently. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty shocked by the the reviews being as high I, I as they, they are. I guess my people had certain expectations that I think were maybe a little unfair to it because. When it got announced, everybody immediately said, Fallout New Vegas, it's being made by the original Fallout people. It's totally going to be like Fallout New Vegas, right? We're getting the open world Bethesda RPG that we've always wanted from the people who made the original Fallout. This is going to be great. And even now, I'm still seeing a lot of comparisons to Fallout New Vegas. It's not entirely fair to this game yeah. because it's a much smaller scale, much smaller team, much smaller budget. It's built around really highly focused, well-written, well-designed quests. It's built around just different aspects. Like the, it's not a full out open world sandbox, as it were. It has much more discrete areas. I think Vampire the Masquerade or even mm. Kotor is a better comparison point for the Outer Worlds. So mm -hmm. people are going to go in expecting Fallout Three, and they're going to come out going, "Well, that wasn't Fallout 3. Mm. Yeah, mm. which is, it's not entirely unfair to like have that criticism for the game. That I do think it like that is actually one of Greg's problems is that he mentioned. He's underwhelmed. It didn't do anything really different from Fallout New Vegas and did it in a smaller scale. But at the end of the day, I feel like the it focused much more on character writing. Because I last time I, we talked about it in the video before, I was four or five hours in. Now I have finished the game, and I think for me it was about a 10, 15, 20-hour thing. But I, I people, other people have said 30 to 40 hours for them, so I guess I didn't do a whole lot of side yeah, stuff. Yeah, Greg said like 20, I remember, right? Yeah, yeah it's quite short, like 25 he hours. booked it. Yeah. yeah, like it. It also depends on your build too. I talked my way out of a lot of quests. Mm. People were asking me to do things. I'd be like, "Hey, my persuade is high enough that I don't really. Can you just give me the thing I need?" And I'm like, "All right, fine." Did I don't, you just shot them too. Dialogue yeah, I is really shot strong yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but there Di are choices to make. There are definitely choices to make, and there are moral choices. There are economic choices. There are per character choices. There are choices for your party. So there, if I'm carrying around two people, they are fantastic in battle but they don't get along in the same way, I, don't, I shouldn't have that party composition. Because if I, if I make one choice that will piss one of them off, no matter what I do, then I should have two people that agree versus two people who are going to disagree all the time. Because yeah. mm. especially, they don't necessarily react well in battle if they're not happy with me. Which is, I'm not sure if it's a pop, like actual like, like statistic thing. I like those party thing. dynamics. Yeah. Cool. 
And like I think Dragon Age Inquisition tried to do the, a very similar thing. Mm. Of people are going to disagree with you over time, but I feel like this game pulls it off a but lot it was better. Much, in DAI, it's much lighter, yeah. as it were. Like, people will sometimes go, oh, I disagree with that. But mm. beyond that, like you don't feel a ton of repercussions. Yeah. I, don't think so. I had a character that I talked my way out of a quest, and I was saying... I was like, oh, I, they immediately came to me after that conversation and said, hey, I think we should have helped anyway. We shouldn't have just tried to get the thing and leave. And my thing was like, okay. And then I immediately changed them out for someone else. <laughs> because I, I don't need that shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, this guy. Yeah. No. Wow, really? See, I want I all like of my you. companions to like me. I, but yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna talk my way out of quests. I don't need somebody who disagrees with the idea <laughs> of talking out of quests. Okay, you're not com- <laughs> You're coming with a charming person. Like my build is charming, persuasive. If they're you're shady, man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, that I. I'm not a fighter in that game. Like to the <laughs> point where I made a build that made it so. Enemies get intimidated by my existence. So if I come up to them, they start cowering, and then I beat them up while they're cowering. So did you do that uh, for that feeling of power, or did you do it because you don't like the battle mechanics? That, mostly. Is that the battle mechanics don't control well. Interesting. You don't think so? No. I think it's fine. They're... They are fine. I think. What did I play? I played Doom 2016 right before this. Okay. Yeah. So see, that, if you're comparing <laughs> it to a, a pure shooter, not, that's one of the best. I'm like, not intentionally comparing it, but like when I was playing it, I was like, "Oh God, this feels so slow." Mm. How okay. much shooting yeah. is there? Depends if on how you much play you play. It, call it played in. If you so play you it as a warrior, yeah. yeah, you could go and kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big points of this game, and that kind of separates it from maybe the Bethesda games and makes it like the fall of New Vegas, is that theoretically you can just kill everybody you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can still finish the game. It's going to be a much shorter game. Yeah. You're not going to get nearly as many quests, but you can do that. Which you could wipe cool. out an entire town and like yeah. you'll, you'll lose, uh, what do you call it, alliances with the corporations. Mm-hmm. But for the most, like you'd still get everything you need from it. But like as an example, opening 40 minutes, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a opening cutscene, some talk, some tutorial. How soon do you get to shooting, and then how much of that is oh, there in that Oh, it's like right minutes? away. Yeah, oh, like really? 10 minutes? Yeah. If, oh. if not, and first-person shooting, yeah. controls, all... Yeah, so I played the preview demo at an event, and the opening scene has you on a planet, and there are hostile aliens that you're fighting just immediately. Yep. Yeah, the studio's falling apart. <laughs> Don't worry, as long as it doesn't... Nothing will fall on our head. Right? <laughs> God damn it. Hey, seriously, it's... Like, Don't worry about it. It's... Thanks, friend. I'm not worried about Imran, it can you persuade that to go back into its position? Not um, even I can persuade that. No. So, the, I mean, the reason I ask is because I mean, I do think it's it's it is part expectation, but it is a valid concern whether you had, you know, whether you're playing Borderlands or Doom or not. I mean, it is first person shooting sure. battle until you what upgrade to the point you can do what slow down time. You and can do that from make day one or from so minute one. From yeah. So you can just play. how long you can do it takes I'm, like different. It's skill about trees. what the game is geared toward though. This game is explicitly geared toward having good writing, good quest design, good companion interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if the shooting is passable in that context and right. not actively detracting from it, I don't see like I'm just not gonna comment on it that much. Yeah. Imran, do you feel like so if you didn't like how the gunplay felt and all mm-hmm. that do you feel that making your builds the way that you wanted to to play the way that you are are they giving you those options like readily enough that yeah it's, that, that you feel like you're playing it a way that was designed yeah like there's like the area cat was talking about as like the first beginning area you are told to go meet the ship at a certain place and between you there's marauders which some of them you have to fight but eventually you find a bigger group of them and you find two people who are like they basically they're traffic cops for like that planet so you find them and you say well i need to get on that ship and you i had the option to persuade them to can you guys take out those marauders for me 
And I, since I had that persuasion point, they did that. When I first played that game at Judges Week, I didn't realize they were good guys. I thought they were enemies, so I mm. killed them first oh, and then killed the marauders <laughs> myself. Damn. But the, uh, in that case, like, you can just wipe everybody out. Since I let they killed the marauders, I got on the ship. I talked to the AI and I like convinced the AI that the, it should help me. And I walked back <laughs> out the ship, and the traffic was like, "Well, we can't just let you take the ship, and we have to write you a ticket." And one of the options, and when and that is like, "Okay, we'll kill her." And I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." Or the other one is persuade. So I was like, "Hey, I saved one of your guys earlier. Can you just let this go?" Be cool, bro. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, fine." So I didn't have to lift a finger, basically, this entire time. I just I love this. You're I, just the yeah. kingpin out there. <laughs> I talked my way out of everything, so I didn't have to worry about anybody, you know, causing trouble. You do have to fight. Like, there's no way to necessarily get around it always, but whether you kill what, or can you can stealth. It? You can stealth, too. Mm. So you definitely don't have to do all that stuff. You could pickpocket and all that. That's a little hard, and because of the way... Saving and reloading in this game works because when you reload, you reload for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there was one point where I got myself into a bit of a sticky wicket and got myself killed. <laughs> and it it loaded me back into town, but the door outside of town, so it was a 15, 20 second load into town, then hit the door, another 15, 20 second mm. load back out of town. Then I had to walk back into there. And because I was just rushing past everything, there was a point where the texture streaming wasn't fast enough. So it was another like five second buffer time while I was running away or running through. Like uh, I, I should say, one, I got this code for Private Division, so they sent me a preview code. Two, they sent me a PS4 code. So, which is, I'm going to guess the worst version of the game. Really? It is. So I have a PS4 Pro. They made a big thing last week about initially the PS4 Pro doesn't support 4K. It supports 4K resolution, but not 4K textures. Yeah. Xbox. 2K, yeah. Up-resed. Right. Okay, it's 1440. The version we reviewed was on the PC. Yeah. <laughs> PC and Xbox One X are supposed to be the best versions. I wonder why. You, yeah. I, like, I assume Microsoft tossed some money. It's like, hey, can you just make our version Plus better? Plus, they got the yeah. Epic Game Store money, too, because yeah. it was exclusive I right. there. I yeah. don't know about that. I mean, that's different side but like porting from pc to xbox is going to naturally be better with DirectX and all that stuff yeah but so. also with the game pass integration stuff yeah, yeah sure. and the xbox wait. one x is just more powerful than yeah the but meaning you're, you're suggesting they're holding wait if I i'm not saying they're they i'm not saying they're back, holding like, back and be, because of no money. i'm saying no, they were given more optimized. money to do a thing no I, I think they were just able to optimize better yeah. for the PC. smaller team like yeah. you said. i mean yeah. I, we don't know is the answer but just the i mean if i were microsoft and this game were reviewing well i'd be like make sure you do everything you can to make sure to so people know this is a big Xbox title. Personally, totally. were I Microsoft? Oh, let's remember they probably look very similar on regular Xbox. I don't really think I don't associate I don't it with any s- console, honestly. I, they, it's I a mean, multi-platform game. Matt yeah, Booty is like already out there saying to. he thinks Outer Worlds, or Outer Worlds, Bam. is a Bam. an <laughs> Xbox game, and an, a, a theoretical Outer Worlds two might be an Xbox exclusive. I mean, yeah, because it's well, it would have Obsidian. Be yeah, yeah. But he he NPC. believes he believes Outer Worlds is an Xbox game and. Considering, I guess he's head of software there. Interesting. I think of it as a Nintendo Switch game because it's coming out. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wonder how that version is going to... Oh, like, I don't think it's going to be good at all. Yeah. Though they outsourced it, so yeah. I guess we'll see. I hope they gave it to a good porting house. I mean, it's not a, it's not a very technically demanding game, but it kind of feels like it's held together by bubble gum and tape. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter how, quote-unquote, technically demanding it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, because it's probably... I would assume it's PC engine of... I don't know. What, it's is unreal. it unreal? Yeah. Yeah, and like just getting that on... 
Switch architecture we've seen overall just does not. Sometimes it works out. Like Dragon Ball Fighter Z was pretty good. It was like half the frame rate, but still otherwise identical. Yeah. But like other times, it just doesn't work out. Like Bloodstained. I don't think it's Panic Button yeah. or any of the others who are like really well recognized. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I imagine Panic Button is working on Doom at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, so. Did I get the impression right? So you're you're like ah, take it or leave it, kind of like how Greg was about right. the game. I I didn't disagree with anything Greg said. I was just more positive than him about it. Yeah, you were a little more optimistic about just a game about I guess making choice and how that can be fun. Right. Where he was like, I don't know, I didn't feel driven to go forward. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how much the story hits you and the way it hits you. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm a I'm a old I'm a flaming liberal at this point. That's not a shock to anyone. So like a big story about how corporations are fucking up society <laughs> is a, an appealing story to me. You. Yeah, it's a, it's a more anti-capitalist story. Like, one of the first dungeons, or not dungeons, the towns you go to, the first guy you meet there is like, hey, I have a quest for you. It's like, okay, this sounds pretty cool. He's a grave digger. And corporations require you to rent out your grave site. Or, like, before you, <laughs> like, as you're living, you pay you monthly. You rent it out until you die. Until you die. <laughs> and at that point, some, a family member has to keep paying for you. Oh, it's like, great. can you go collect this stuff for me? And it's just like, honestly, very ghoulish quest of, hey, the corporation demands you pay up. And they're like, God damn it, I don't have the money, and I'm going to die soon. I need to do something. Did you persuade them? You could just, like, intimidate people to just, I'm not going to do any quests for you. Just give me the damn money. Corporations make you pay for your death until you die, but if you run out of money, you're screwed. Or, like, there's a guy guy I patched up, and like, hey, I have some med kits, and you're you're shot. Can I help you out? He's like, no, because I get a pay cut if uh, somebody else who's not in my insurance plan patches me up. I was like, this isn't a joke. This is actually real life. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like taken straight out of the U.S. healthcare system. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that kind of stuff is appealing to me. I could see how that doesn't always hit. We won't hit for everybody. Oh, <laughs> Holy shit. Off the wall. <laughs> That's two. Let's keep counting. <laughs> two off the wall. Is this a so, heat thing? Or is that, there's like, going to be one more on the left. Yeah, it's a yeah, heat we're thing. Ready. Yeah. This so what started I, last week, and we, like, I have double-sided tape now, like, really good one that I'm going to replace it with. <laughs> but we were able to just kind of place it all back all right. in place last week. And I was like, it'll hold. Yeah. <laughs> it's October. It's all it's coming back gonna, to haunt you. <laughs> just in time for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I was going to say, though, Kat, you, you seem to like it a lot oh. more. Like, is this your type of game? Maybe I'm up on it. So I host a podcast about RPGs. So mm-hmm. I'm always going to be kind of behind role-playing. It's made by two legends in Leonard Boyarsky and Tim Kaine and also a really capable team from Obsidian. And so I kind of want to support it anyway because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think we need more but, of these RPGs, especially from people who are kind of legends in their own right. Like I said, they created the original Fallout. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a big freaking deal. They made Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, one of the greatest RPGs actually ever. And so there's a big part of me that just wants to support a game like this. Now, our review over at US Gamer, I didn't do the review. That was our reviews editor, Mike Williams. He gave it a four out of five. And honestly, we are between 3.5 and four because score. it's honestly hurt a little bit by the, the budget and the scope that they actually had mm-hmm. to, to do it. But by and large, I think that if you are looking for a very smart, interesting, different RPG that is a little bit, uh, maybe a little smarter than your average Bethesda RPG. Mm-hmm. This is the one. It's fun. I'm really relieved to hear you say that because, yeah. yeah, I was just bouncing off Greg last week, and I think I had said something like that, or maybe it was on Games Daily with Imran of the, you know, what what do we do in this situation where we have a more, I, I, meant, I said niche, and what mm-hmm. I meant by that is, like, 
this this polish, their pedigree of what they bring, um, and there's not a lot of that out there. It's not done right that often. That's what I meant by that. And so to hear you kind of say that it is in that vein and like should we support it? Because what if we don't see this again? What if Microsoft gets cold feet now and says, you know, we don't want to. Microsoft's going to want to support it. No, they will. Yeah. But like, I think you're right is that we do sometimes need to make that choice where it's 60 bucks. And this has been yeah, another. Which is an odd pricing, I think, for that game. It's not. Yeah, that's the or thing. Game Pass. It is the or, best yeah, argument for Game Pass. It's 10 bucks. And or that, the that's the argument I have towards maybe. the Microsoft thing where I'm like, they're going to treat this like a one of their games like it's a Microsoft game pass game because and it's, it's a premier game pass mm-hmm. and it's benefited so much from Fallout 76 like Fallout 76 had the whole kerfuffle this week this with the subscription why would they do that this week and Outer Worlds is just like yes thank you because immediately <laughs> yeah. everybody starts going well if you want a real Fallout game just go over to the Outer Worlds which you, it's more original Fallout than Fallout New Vegas but yeah. yeah like do you know how many millions of dollars it would have cost to get this level of marketing for <laughs> yeah we don't want this subscription service so you should play this awesome some indie but polished you know. yeah and they got it for free from their biggest competitor well it just goes <laughs> to show the depth of feeling against bethesda right now because yeah. people like okay so i like fallout 4 a lot better than most but ultimately people were pretty out on fallout 4 mm-hmm. and fallout 76 they were really out on and so they're just like bethesda your games are so buggy yeah you yeah, have so many issues i mean if we, like- if we got fallout 5 last year instead of 76 i wonder if this game would still have the same level of like it obviously depends on the quality of fallout 5 if it kept going that same direction of fallout yeah. 4 of like not really being old fallout still then maybe people would be less into this or more into this rather but i kind of wonder like by the fact that bethesda fucked up so hard over the last 365 days more than that i mean honestly with fallout 4 like that game sold gangbusters i think the only game that got more attention on our site than follow uh fallout 4 was probably red dead redemption 2 mm-hmm. yeah and still like ultimately people were so mad about the way they handled the dlc and the store and the microtransactions yeah. and it was really buggy and all there was a stuff. point where like was fallout a simpler f- time <laughs> yeah yeah i remember there were a lot of those issues and like people talking about it but it didn't feel nearly as bad as like this age we're in now of anthem and Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fallout 76 yeah. being like some of the worst yeah. gaming yeah. issues. Of I mean, all Fallout time. 4 was maybe a disappointing game for some, like me included, but it wasn't clownable. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76 was definitely clownable. Very clownable, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because my vibe was always that Fallout 4 was just three again, and that's what people didn't like. Mm. But it's not that anybody hated it. It's yeah. like, whereas Fallout It was just a little blase, is the main thing. You, you and, remember the. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and janky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That yeah. goes, unfortunately, that <laughs> was what you're getting. I feel like every Bethesda release period seems to be janky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice thing Fallout. about The Outer Worlds is that it's relatively bug-free, unless uh, you've run into some heck of Ray bugs. I've not some. seen some bad bugs. I've seen some real jank, though. Okay. And, like, UI problems and stuff like that. I've seen, like, bodies being dragged in really strange ways. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's old Fallout in that respect as well. Yeah. But I was going to say, you got to remember, Fallout 76 is different in the sense of it being online. Oh, yeah. Persistent. Yeah. Very different. And, you know. But it looks so outdated in yeah, so many sure ways, does. like from a graphic standpoint. I, and the actual combat is real bad. The fact that they build a, com- a Fallout game around combat is flat out insane to me because the combat in Fallout is bad. It's always <laughs> yeah. been bad. For, for what it's worth, I'm glad that they attempted it. 
and uh, I hope they stay behind it because I love the concept of living in a post-apocalyptic persistent world with like a changing online service. It's such a cool concept. I thought you were going to say like, and then just post-apocalyptic world. Like you have the secret dream of living in a post-apocalyptic world. Like, yeah, Mad Max Fran is going to. Actually, I kind of, that'd be pretty (laughs) cool. Freatic Fran. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I I like that they're going down that road. So in other words, uh, without outer worlds, you guys almost, I normally say it right. Good job. Uh, Without our worlds, I feel like that's on a really good path to actually continue to stay in this, um, this, again, niche may not be the right word, this path of, they do things a little more narrow, but well. It feels like a proof of concept, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is almost a pitch to Microsoft to just like, all right. Let's go. We we can do a sequel now. Let's go all out. Let's go crazy here. Yeah. Hopefully that's it. But then Fallout 76 can stay on its online persistent world path. We could be years out from whatever, you know, Fallout 77. Uh, I mean, BGS has two more games before they Starfield. get to a new Fallout. Yeah, yeah, and then whatever Starfield is, and then maybe it's we get like a Fallout three 5 years as out well. or something. I don't know. Yeah, next gen is probably what that is. Yeah. So, friend, sure. hearing hearing all this from from everybody, where where do you stand out of wow, worlds? Fuck. <laughs> do you think you're gonna... And we all need to get like zapped. When yeah. We get it wrong, so we just, yeah. We're afraid to say it until we. Think I'm looking about forward it. to outer, the year wrong next week. Just saying, outer worlds, outer yes, worlds. Yes. But do you think you're gonna pop into this? I don't have the time. Uh, I will say that, uh, as we established on the pre-show, uh, story, like I love, I do love good cinematic stories and all that. Like I love cinema and movies, but like, I don't know, when it comes to getting into games like this and the choices making it, like I'm always a gameplay person first is mm. what I'm getting at. And so I think like I would enjoy it. Um, I think I'd have some of these problems with the jankiness, like you said, but I just don't have time to play it right now. But I, I feel like I got from everybody, it feels like a seven five that if you're into that mm-hmm. type of thing, you should, seven five out of ten. Solid you should check it out. Game, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the vibe I'm getting. And some people really love it, right? And so it over indexes like all these these people that I think are into the world, giving it nines. And I'm like, I totally understand that. I, I don't yeah, think I'd be on that it, yeah. end of the spectrum. I'd probably give it like an eight personally, but if like you're really into New Vegas, then I you okay. you could well, give this a nine point five. I see those reviews as totally legitimate. Yeah. So it mm. seems less of a concern, though, than when I first heard about it from Greg, I guess is the point. And even yeah. maybe what you heard at you know, the preview event from a lot of folks. like It seemed a little more concerning based on what I first heard. Now the reviews are out and hearing from you, I'm like, honestly, if you're in this type of genre, fans of the genre, you, you might like it a lot. So yeah. I yeah. think it's probably going to be the second best RPG to come out this year after Disco Elysium. I've heard good things about Disco Elysium, but I've not. It, like... It's in the running to be our game of the year now. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like Mike and Katie really love that game to the point where I'm just kind of side eyeing it, going, "I really want to play this, but I got to play Death Stranding." But yes. I really want to play this. I'm also in that same position. Yeah. Uh, For us, wanna, right? Cat, I want to hear about Shenmue Three. Oh my oh god! Boy, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Imran, you've been playing through Shenmue to prepare for three. No, I've been playing Shenmue two just because, like, I want to stream the game. I've never okay. seen it before. Okay. But like, I figure Shenmue three is coming out, so I'm like, why don't I get? Because I assume by the time Shenmue three comes out, two will just be straight up spoiled for me anyway. Uh huh. Turns out there's not that much to spoil in Shenmue two, <laughs> but I. I'm interested in seeing not how being Shenmue spoiled on a 20-year game. Right. If I made it this long, then like, why not? Good just job, you. Yeah. Just yeah. watch the recap on YouTube. You know it's out there. I have to know first. It's like Shenmue's story. <laughs> I have that sickness. So, Kev, what, what's your history with Shenmue? I don't have history with Shenmue. <laughs> okay. So you're just jumping into three. Sure am. Wow. Really. How's that going? Oh, okay. So last week. Uh, there was this preview event, so I drove all the way up to Larkspur, which is in yeah. the North Bay. It's like Marin. And I was in this tiny office for Deep Silver, and they put me in the streaming room. 
And I just captured Shenmue 3 in their kind of early access demo for the next four hours. <laughs> and it was so weird because this game totally has been airlifted out of 1999 and dropped into the year 2019 with everything. And now granted, so I haven't played that much original Shenmue. I don't really have a history. I don't really care about the series. So I'm coming into it from the vibe of somebody who appreciates older games, who likes RPGs, who might be sympathetic to the series, but also never really got around to playing Shenmue because it's honestly, if you're going to complain about pacing, this is the series. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially the original Shenmue. This Famous. one has yeah. uh, a bunch of quality of life improvements over the original Shenmue. I can't speak for Shenmue too. Things like if you need to fast forward to the nighttime in the original game, you just had to wait. You just yeah. had to hang out and wait until yeah. nighttime came it's around. A breathing, breathing world. Yeah, now. Shenmue Two yeah. lets you do that, but only when the story calls for it. Yes. So sometimes you just don't. Same get with the Shenmue chance. Three, okay. actually. Like sometimes you'll just get a a little UI prompt saying, effectively, "Do you want to fast forward until the night so yeah. that you can do this thing?" And that's the appeal, like the weird appeal of the original Shenmue is that it was a living, breathing world. You feel like you're in this crazy virtual world. It's at the intersection between original adventure games and then open-world sandbox games. Mm -hmm. uh, Yakuza is the most natural descendant of Shenmue. I've played Yakuza. I enjoy those games. Sega claims there's no lineage whatsoever, but oh, they're huge liars. Come on. Goshi worked on Shenmue. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so Shenmue 3, you're in this little Chinese village, um, and you're with girlfriend i i'm not exactly i don't the recall green her name hat girl yeah green hat girl she she appears in visions i assume she has some role <laughs> in shenmue too <laughs> you're hanging out with her and you're trying to figure out find these thugs and so you're walking through this village talking to people um there are a lot of mini games to play much like in yakuza so you can play a game called lucky hit which you drop the little ball yes, and go. try yeah. to get all the way down you can play dice you can race turtles Okay, I'm all about the turtle race. <laughs> the, ra the turtle race is awesome. I was kind of hoping that they'd be the same colors as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No such luck. Damn. Uh, there's Kung Fu with really stiff, really, 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 really stiff Kung Fu action. Is that, it like the normal yeah. battle system? or? Yeah, is it still quick time uh, based? Sort it's of, not like, quick time. It's like straight up like you're fighting. It's okay. Rock'em Sock'em robots kind oh, of okay. thing. Yeah. How yeah. does the turtle race play? <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta keep hitting square a lot. Oh, okay, cool. And then it'll move, but awesome. then sometimes it'll get stuck, and so you gotta like hit it harder or something like that. Great, I won the turtle great. race. <laughs> yes. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, there are martial arts training. This game might have one of the worst localizations and/or voice acting okay, I've yeah. ever so heard. I want to hear about uh, this because I know Yu Suzuki told people or told the returning voice actors make it sound like it did twenty years ago. They oh sure do. God. Okay. Oh my god. So at night, you go to your girlfriend's house or something. You're hanging out. You can watch. She's like sitting here knitting. You walk up and you sit next to her and she's like, hello. How? Tell me about your father. My father. Well, tell me about the my father was do. very strict. Oh, I see. Oh, boy. What about your father? He was also very strict. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on with this game? My I've God. never played Shenmue, yeah. but... 
my my really good friend Alfredo for some reason loved it. So I remember really? watching him wow. play a lot. Yeah, yeah I know you just referenced the Woo Do thing. But also yeah. the the Mega sixty four sketch of them just doing Shenmue in real life is one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever seen. Without knowing shit about the game, but it sounds exactly like that. There was a moment where they're like, "Tell me about uh, the city from the original Shenmue," and I was like, "Oh come on, forklifts! Let me talk about the forklifts." <laughs> and he, he just goes, "It was a port city." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, whatever." See, I kind of wonder, like, is that bad? writing or is Rio just an asshole which I feel like is the thing that's kind of permeates through those games because mm. where I was I just finished in Shenmue 2 I finished in a certain district of Hong Kong mm-hmm. and as he was leaving and saying goodbye to people this little girl goes Rio I'll always miss you and Rio responds okay and leaves <laughs> yeah no that's how it is <laughs> okay yeah no Jesus it's totally Christ. like this in Shenmue 3 <laughs> as well and it's this weird curiosity and it's charming at first. Actually, you like walk around, and go, oh, this is actually kind of a pretty world. Right. I, mm-hmm. I like the looks of this. I've, it's got this kind of HD Dreamcast game vibe, which yeah. I'm totally okay yeah. with. Looks like Dreamcast games with shaders. Yes, basically. but yeah. after two hours, maybe I was like, okay, I think I've had my fill the of this. <laughs> kind of wore off. Yeah, I can't imagine actually playing through this the entirety of this through an entire game. Like, mm. I I get it. There are going to be people who would be like. I am all in on Shenmue's story for some reason. I want to see how Ryo's story, like Saga, plays out. I hope there's a Shenmue 4, because apparently it's not going to be resolved with it, Shenmue 3. Yeah, I think this game takes you through 40% of the story, is what yeah. Suzuki said. It's just, it's yeah, just crazy kung fu <laughs> epic that feels like it's from another time and place, and there are a lot of people who will totally jive with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm letting you all down. I am not like that. I just can't. <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah. Were you alone playing the game, or were yes? Those oh, I was. Uh, I was in a okay. small room talking to nobody, just trying to do Race every single rooms. event yeah. that I possibly could. I was chopping in the wood. Time you had, yeah, because I needed some money. <sighs> yeah. It's it's why I it's a weird game. Really looked at. That's why I forgot if there. I thought there were quick time based fighting mechanics in the very first. There one, are but, okay, so I'm not crazy. I remember like learning, yeah, at the docks. So like, there's like a virtual fighter fight. style thing and like exactly. a quick time. Fight. Okay, it's, there was yeah. both. It's yeah, yeah it's that, a virtual fighter kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, but, and, and you know there's tactics to it. Uh, you can't just go in and go whap 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 because in the final boss. He will kick your butt if you don't train properly, like, yeah. improve your stats. Does it still do that thing where it says, hey, learn this move, like someone's teaching you a move? Mm. It doesn't actually tell you how to do the move at any point? My recollection is that you can go and train, and mm. then you're kind of punching a, a punching bag or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, it will say, this move is improved or something okay. like that. So. so, like, that's one of my issues with Shenmue is that they will vocally tell you, Use your feet and fists at the same time. Well, it has a little on-screen prompts. Okay, now it has on-screen prompts. Yes. It used to not, which oh is God. the worst thing ever. So I'd be doing like trying to get the move timing or whatever right for like f- 15, 20 minutes as you're just watching the same thing happen over and over. God. Yeah. yeah. Shenmue is a game. Yeah, and what I was going to say is that... I can't believe you're playing the original. I, I finished the original a lo- 20 finished? years ago. Okay, 20 years ago. Now I'm playing Shenmue 2. So I got to play Shenmue 1 and 2 just to get ready for Shenmue 3, baby. See, here's the thing. I want to watch somebody purist. play the games. I don't want to do them myself, but I guess it kind of falls to me to be the person people you're watch the to play one, the yeah, games. Yeah, you're the Shenmue streamer. Yeah, right? I'm taking that bullet. But are you... Are you Excited? No. Hyped for three? Not in any way. Like, I'm happy the game exists for those people. It's like, yeah, it's Michael great. Huber, baby. It's, I'm sure he's yeah. losing his mind. Yeah. Like, it's, there will be people who are just like, yep, yeah, I got exactly what I wanted from this game. Yeah. And I'm very happy for them. I kind of wish that they'd use the opportunity modern to go, music. like, all right, we're going to continue this story, but we're making a modern, freaking, like, awesome game. 
And but what does that look like? Is that just Yakuza? I don't know, actually. I think it has a different vibe than Yakuza because mm-hmm. it's a kung fu story rather than a crime story, right. right? So the blueprint is there to do a really cool modern update of Shenmue while retaining its original charm because you can still do all the busy work and have the really dense world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they opted instead to just be like, no, let's roll back 20, 1999. We're back in. I mean, some of that. Some of that's a budget thing, though, right? I assume, like, look, it's Deep Silver published. I mean, like, what was, how much money did it get out of Kickstarter, or, and then also Deep Silver? I mean, it can't. Be they got like, like I want to say it was like six million for the original nothing, Kickstarter. Though, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so like basically years, nothing. nothing. Yeah, but then eggs money and yeah. So who the, knows? this is perfect because I was going to ask, like, as I reflected on what it used to be, and it seems like they've just kind of stuck with as best they could that structure, and they haven't changed it because I think it would take ten times, if not twenty times, the effort. See, but but just to finish the point, I honestly feel like the right thing to do, and I, th- I think it's impossible, we won't see it, is it's the Red Dead Redemption treatment for this game, right? Like, the, in other words, for me, Red Dead mm. Redemption felt so much like the RPG a of a living... descendant mm-hmm. of Shenmue, yeah. Yeah, well, what I'm... Right, I, uh, living and breathing in a world mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. like, a game where you would go and get excited because you could open every drawer and examine crap and right. stare at it. And, like, that's what it was about. And, like, Red Dead has some of those traits now where you're like... I, I joked when we were talking about it on the show, it has a smell. And it sounds like, you know, this has still a smell to it. It's mm-hmm. got a, there's something about this world. The really granular mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, but I, unfortunately it's really outdated, so it's a little stale uh, yeah. in terms of the smell. So I, mean, I don't know, I feel like if they could get it, you guys tell me though, you've been playing it, what if it got a little more like driven action moments that are highly cinematic with, okay, now you're in the city mm. and you can go and like put on clothes and touch everything. I think a Shenmue 3 that comes from Sega in 2019 would have been that game, mm. but like a kickstarted Shenmue 3, no, this, yeah, is, I, this, is, what, this is what fans it. want, I think. Yeah, right. well, a yeah. small like core of fans yes. who have fond memories of the original Shenmue, but I, I think that someone who's recognized like Yu Suzuki, who has a franchise that at least is recognized because Shenmue 3 was a big deal when it got announced uh, at Sony in 2015 at mm-hmm. the E3 conference. Like, couldn't he have gone to a big publisher like play Sony yeah. or Sega and been like, give me money. I want to make Shenmue 3. We're going to do a modern update of it. Like, yeah. surely you would have been able to do it. I think if Sega were I willing to do that, they would have done it's it. It's an open yeah, world I... kung fu game. Come on. You know, I, yeah, I think the problem is it's never sold gangbusters, right? And so it's hard to... It, yeah, there's a reason I mean, it's on Kickstarter. The games <laughs> were originally on other... Dreamcast, which are which was well, a failed console. Yeah, it came out on a failed console. Yeah, but even and then Xbox. Yeah, and then Xbox, which at the time was not. But also remember, Shenmue One was the at the time the most expensive game ever made. Yeah, at the time. So it had very little chance of ever making back that profit. Yeah, and I think again that's what brought me back was like the world then in 1999 or 2000, whenever it, it launched. I guess 2000 maybe. 99. I mean, it, it, w- yeah. it would have come out. It Shenmue came, came out, out in Japan launch. in 99. So 9999 was launch. For so. American launch. It was out in Japan for a year by then. So I think it already came it? out in Japan. Okay. Well, anyway, came out that year, yeah. For its time, I did mm. remember that of like, holy cow, you can walk down to the amazing. docks. Yeah. Um, and that's why I thought of Red Dead, where I honestly, for, you know, I have issues with it, but overall, I was like, oh my goodness, like the world. And so maybe not exactly that, because I think there's a little bit of that like overproduced Hollywood vibe to it. And we don't want yeah. Shenmue to be that. But I think if it could get closer to it, there might be something there. I mean, yeah, Shenmue was the progenitor of pretty much every open world game that exists today. 
Yeah. Honestly, like we we credit GTA, but I don't think GTA three would exist in the same way without Shen yeah, existing. Really? I think it, it, would. So? it totally would. I mean, yeah, you're GTA telling me was... cops and robbers in 3D with kind of a sandbox yeah. thing. Once the technology I, became available, but I think once you get to that sandbox thing is when you start crediting Shenmue. For in it. fact, I think she, GTA 3 probably was produced completely independently of like Shenmue in the sense of like, did the Rockstar even were they even aware of Shenmue? Is what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, I, they all they were. are such media consumption horrors at, at Rockstar. <laughs> I would yeah. be shocked. I mean, that's giving it a lot of credit. Like, I would agree it inf- like all games influence each other, but you could argue that Ocarina of Time like influenced where GTA went as well mm. as Shenmue, mm-hmm. right? Like, 19, I mean, granted, it was 1998, but in 1996 or maybe even 95, we were seeing like this open world 3D stuff, which at the time. Yeah. Was Those, not, that was the dream, right? Yeah. The, to have a living, breathing sandbox that you could go live in. Like, that was a dream in the 90s, and it was realized in the early 2000s. Yeah. Tim's getting worried about the studio here. Yeah, well, yeah. Here no, we got that one back there. there. It's on its way down. I'm just tapping. No, we got to let it fall naturally. Let it fall in its natural way. I look forward to the hate mail for Shenmue. While we wait for it to fall, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Felix Gray. You may not realize it, but the average American blasts their eyes with bright screens for 11 hours every day. When you consider how much our day revolves around our devices, it doesn't seem so crazy. I know that's true for me, right, Kev? Whether I'm at work looking at my computer screen, whether I'm at home watching the TV, whether I'm laying in bed or anywhere really in my life on that phone looking at the screen... Kevin got some burned eyes, you can tell right now. The fact is we can eliminate extensive screen time from our lives, but you can protect your eyes from it with a pair of Felix Gray blue light filtering glasses available in both non-prescription and prescription. The majority of Americans live with tired, dry eyes, blurry vision, or headache caused by screens. And if this sounds familiar... Felix Gray glasses are for you. They filter out 90% of high-energy blue light and eliminate 99% glare coming from your daily barrage of screens. Unlike other blue light filtering glasses, Felix Gray uses proprietary blue light technology embedded into the lens as opposed to a cheap coating that can easily chip or scratch over time. Uh, Felix Gray frames are handcrafted from the same high-quality materials used in high-end designer frames like organic Italian acetate and German-engineered steel. Wow. That's fantastic. My friend Curran, he has some of these. He loves them. He has these, these nice black ones. I think they're the acetate. And uh, he's been loving how much easier his eye strain situation has been. How much less, less eye strain he's having? You know what I'm talking about. It's the good parts. I it's the good it, stuff. Uh, don't go another day looking at screens without the help of some Felix Grays. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash kinda for free shipping and 30 days of risk-free returns or exchanges. That's felixgrayglasses.com slash kinda. F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y-G-L-A-S-S-E-S dot com slash kinda. Also, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is oh so easy and getting out is oh so hard, especially if your credit score ain't great. Thankfully now, there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows that you are more than just your credit score, and they offer smartest, smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Oh, man, if Greg Miller could have used this back in the day, it would have helped him during his his credit woes as they were uh they actually reward you based on your stuff like i said they believe that you're more than just your credit score they make you so simple to understand as a person and as a, a credit 
pregnant pause there. Uh, the best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, can't get much better than that. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kindoffunny to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash kindoffunny. Upstart.com slash kindoffunny. It still hasn't fallen. It has not fallen. Yet. It's going to fall. Like, if it sticks the entire show, I'm going to be very impressed. Yeah, me too. Me I too. hope it does you now. You should premiere this Does anybody want to have a take mm-hmm. a bet on whether it Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. You should do a premiere playback. This thing's going a, down. So yeah, people have a chance to bet on it. I'm pretty live. sure by, by the end of the post show, this thing, this thing will be It's staying up. I'm on team staying up. <laughs> it's basically salty bets, but... Um, I'm going to go with it's going to stay up. Kat, you, go fall, besides sure. Shenmue, you wanted to talk about FIFA. Oh, man. Why? <laughs> do I have to? What? It's one yeah, of the biggest the, games in the world. We mean why? <laughs> I mean, do you play? No. Do you know anyone that plays? Yes. Do you name yeah. one you do person? Think name of one who person. Plays this. Think of who plays this all the time. Craig Barrett. That's right. Great. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's sm- he also plays tons of Destiny. There was a, a video editor that used to work at IGN on the video team. Great guy. But he plays so much FIFA. All it is one of the biggest games oh, out there. Oh, absolutely. And like you go outside the U.S. and it's just ridiculous how popular FIFA yeah. is. Yeah. But we're in the U.S. Even in the so U.S. So what are your it's, thoughts? It's quite popular. <laughs> so so much hate. For it's I not was- hate. It's just setting the stage. <laughs> Not I have a question for you all. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a guilty pleasure game where you're playing it and you're like, man, this game's not very good, and I feel kind of bad for actually putting a lot of time into it, but it's kind of my drug of choice, so I'm just going to keep it. Spirits Mode in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Sorry? Spirits Mode in Super Smash Mario Brothers. Kart. Uh, and Mario Kart Tour. I'm tour. done. I yeah. gave up the drug. <laughs> I, had, I had to stop. Yeah, yeah threw spirits. away your needles, all that. Yeah. We're adding five new spirits this week, and I'm stoked. Mm. <laughs> and I shouldn't be. Yeah, Uh-oh, I think... maintenance. <laughs> Barrett's on the set. Uh-oh. He can't handle it. <laughs> you just, what, you just getting rid of him? Oh, no. No, no you ruined no, our no. We got a bed. It was going to stay. Look, he can't even get it off the wall. He can't <laughs> even get it off the wall. Oh, no. Oh, oh man. Barrett. We'll never know. Buzz. You ruined everything. Buzz killed Barrett. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know lately. I just don't have that time. Um, yeah. But I, I but would say... But you have that game that you go back to again and again, right? Borderlands because it's kind of like the relaxing yeah. game. It's like, okay, I can play this. So my game for that, it's not a bad game. I really like the game and a small team, Rebel Galaxy Destiny Outlaw. Destiny yeah. no, oh, that I haven't played it yet. Is it really oh, good? My, if, yes. Especially that you like It's like, on my Epic game. game Store. You literally like deliver cargo and oh make money and like fly through this beautiful space and it's fast. Oh. The ship you decal like interface is just Photoshop. Literally, it opens it into Photoshop. And you put on this game. radio <laughs> that's like it's all these awesome uh, indie soundtracks and classical and jazz and all. You can just boot it up in your ship, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'd like it based on what what I've heard from you today. So to be fair, like Tim said, Cat, what are you playing right now? I'm like, well, I'm playing Death Stranding. Can't really talk about that. Link's mm-hmm. Awakening, Dragon Quest Eleven, I guess FIFA. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. great, we'll talk about FIFA. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're, you're You've already talked most of those to death. <laughs> But I wanna, what is it, what is it about FIFA that that has you in? Well, I like soccer for one thing. Mm-hmm. I like it way too much. Um, yes, football. We know everybody, but here in the states. But you guys are familiar with uh, FIFA Ultimate Team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people would consider that to be one of the worst things to ever happen to games because FIFA Ultimate Team, it's a card collecting game oh, where you right. rip packs, kind of like in Hearthstone, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're getting players out of it, and a lot of people. <laughs> Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. 
It's, in fact, driven a lot of the loot box legislation. Especially in Europe, yeah. Yeah, because you have these uh, horror stories in England or whatever of the little kid from, you know, Essex grabbing their parents' uh, phone and buying 500 quid worth of packs, Mm -hmm. which uh, is, you know, making legislators going, what the heck? That's a sticky wicket. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so people really hate it for a variety of reasons, and yet I can't stop playing it. Yeah, it's a really good mode. Does, you, you can't stop playing it. How much is, money are you putting into none. it? None. Okay, cool. I'm actually not putting any money, but it's really insidious because there are lots of different ways that they're kind of pushing you to put money. It's like, come on, come on, put money in there. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so have you considered it? No, because the odds are so bad. That I know that if I put, say, $100 into packs, there's a very good chance that I'm not going to get anything, and I'm just going to come away feeling really miserable and really upset. Right. Wow. Yeah. But if you win, you'll be on such a high. There's, yeah. Just spend Many more hundred no, to go. Saying. But that's why I don't gamble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I can't you know, get over the losing. Yeah. But there are people who do love gambling and do just can't get over the high of actually winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and. It's, uh, that's why it's insidious that like FIFA is totally targeting these people. Actually, I think it's pretty unethical. That's why I have a lot of self-hatred for actually playing this mode. Do we know if they've released, you know, because Apex uh, released the odds. Do we mm. know if FIFA has done this? Oh, they thing? have because so they're we, required by look, law. Exactly, yeah. You can look the odds. So the now, thing so. is is that they just listed as the, the top ones. So they have these special cards, right? It's like team of the year, team of the week, team of the whatever. And... They will put the pack odds, and they'll say less than one percent mm-hmm. in the game. In the game. Oh wow! It's exposed in the game now, yeah. like right in front of your face, and you'll still be like. Mm, so is it like the better players just, have a like? If you wanted Messi, which is literally the only soccer player I know, yes. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted him, then it's harder to get him than it is to get anyone else. I've never had Messi. Yes, mm-hmm. but like getting the odds of a Messi is like really low mm-hmm. because the way that they structure the packs is they'll say, "Oh, you'll get." 12 things out of this pack, six golds and six rares. You're like, six rares, you say? That's awesome. Here's the problem. There are so many players in this game because it's drawing from all of world soccer that your chances of getting... Six out of like 2,500. The chance of you're getting a messy, let alone a rare messy, like a super special messy, is so infinitesimally small, you might as well be winning the lottery, right? Mm -hmm. I have never even come close to getting anything So clear clear something up for me real quick. So you're not... Paying to get the card packs, no. but you're saying that you're you're addicted to playing this mode. So it's not even yeah. just the FIFA part. You're playing the card part. What does that no, look I'm like? No, I'm playing FIFA because that's the it's the it's the one multiplayer mode that they put the most amount of effort into. The ultimate team. So yeah. what is the ultimate team from a gameplay perspective? Yeah, how do you earn the points and like you're just playing matches, but how do you get into this mode? So the way it works is you start out with a team and you can like create a formation and everything. You get all these like starter packs, kinda like in Hearthstone. You put all the characters in there, and then you can either play against the computer, and if you play X number of games at the end of a certain period of time, you'll get some rewards, or you can play against people. Again, if you play well enough, you'll like move up the ranks, and then at the end of a particular time period, you'll get rewards. And so it incentivizes playing really well. It incentivizes like skill and everything. Yeah. So, but, of course, when you start playing, there will always be the people who dump you know, a yeah. brand into this game and probably have play. really good cards they right out of the gate. Come at you, destroy you, and mm-hmm. you're like, 
I kind of need to open some packs. But it's so satisfying to get a really good player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to save up enough money or to rip the right pack and go, yes, I got it. Or to build the right team and go, okay, I got a really good team. Even if they've got Ronaldo, who mm -hmm. is the other soccer no. player. <laughs> Even if they got Ronaldo, who is so broken, you can feel like really good about actually stopping them and going, aha, is he I did it. Spice's husband? That's no, Beckham. that's Beckham. That's Beckham. I also know Pele. Yeah. Now that I think about Pele's it, yes. <laughs> he comes to EA. So they also have a draft mode <laughs> like where if you put 15,000 coins in, you'll get a token and you can draft all the players. And I totally drafted Pele. Uh -huh. Pele is so broken. My God, he's ridiculous. Does this game have that like single player? Like the other EA mm. sports games have a campaign or story yes, mode? Yes, but people are real salty because in their mind, because the single player mode hasn't really been improved that much over the past 10 years, whereas mm -hmm. Ultimate Team has been improved a lot. And so a lot of people are very mad about that. Yeah. yeah very, I can see why mad. EA will put the money where the money comes back. Yeah. And when the developers will always be like, whoa, no, we totally put effort into the single player mode. See, we, we added this one thing this time <laughs> around. And it's like, yeah, but you like added objectives and you put a really nice uh, sheen of uh, production values on Ultimate yeah. Team. It's obvious where your priorities lie. And not only that, Ultimate Team has totally poisoned the rest of EA because their, e their CEO is Andrew Wilson. Andrew Wilson came out of EA Sports. Yeah. yeah. And so his <laughs> reaction to the investors, he basically told the investors, all right, we're going to, we got FIFA Ultimate Team making so much money. We're going to do this for all of our games now. Sure. And that's what directly leads to Star Wars Battlefront yeah. 2 mm -hmm. and all of the other stuff. And if you go and read a lot of the exposés, I play a lot of EA games. What can I say? Mm -hmm. If you go and read a lot of the exposés, it'll be like, well, yeah, they wanted a Ultimate Team style mode in Amy Hennig's game. Yeah. yeah. How? That's not going to work, <laughs> you know? Star Wars Ultimate Team. And then with, with Jedi Fallen Order, we're not going to get that? Do you believe that? Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> they said. Yeah, I, I think know. They, they said. Yeah. I think they've been burned so badly by Battlefront 2 in particular mm -hmm. that they're just trying to run away as fast as they can from that. I also assume Disney, after last time, is like, hey, we're watching you a bit more closely this Also, time. Respawn, like, I think, has a certain amount of independence. And yeah. if anything, they'll probably add cosmetics or something later on. Yeah, yeah seemingly one of Zampella's conditions he, for being bought was that he sits on EA's board. They said, uh, they actually said though, microtransactions I think was the word and they said there will not be any yeah, they, did, they definitely after. did. They, they did said say or that. after though. That was a yeah. huge problem. I was like, or after that's like that's, yeah that's a that's that was because that was a thing because last year Call of Duty was like no no microtransactions and then six months in they're like yes microtransactions See, but they never <laughs> said Eventually, or after here it is so now respawns on the line yeah. as yeah. far as our so quotes. segueing now from FIFA to okay. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order everybody's uh, like oh thank God <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this a couple weeks ago but what what are your impressions of the game oh okay so Fallen Order is basically Metroid Prime three meets Dark Souls. And I liked Metroid Prime 3 back in the day because that's the one where you travel from to different planets, right? Yeah. And you have a lot of freedom to go to those planets. Sometimes you'll arrive at a planet and you won't have the, the technology that right. you need to access it. So you got to go elsewhere. They're basically doing that with Fallen Order. Totally cool. Uh, the gameplay is fairly granular and like very tactical, which I really enjoy. Uh, if you just go in and start hacking and slashing with a lightsaber... You're going to have a bad time because a lot of the characters have invincibility frames and that kind of thing. So you have to be really considered. Uh, parrying is a big part of it. The boss battles look awesome. But most important, I think this is the first Star Wars game I've ever seen. And lightsabers have been around since the Atari. Like the one of the earliest Atari 2600 games was this game called like Lightsaber Battle Arena or something like that. 
but lightsabers have not been great in games because they've never really had an, they're a, billy clubs yeah they're yeah. like billy clubs like in force <laughs> unleashed it was all about the force the actual sword felt like a baseball or the lightsaber felt like a baseball bat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's the same with um the same with uh you know jedi academy which did it the best it could but it had very discreet mm-hmm. uh you know you have the single attack and then you have the double attack yeah, yeah. The problem with lightsabers is that they're so powerful. You, you don't want them to be t- too OP, but yeah. you also want them to feel real good, yeah. right? Well, I think they've managed to hit the balance in yeah. Fallen Order balance for the most the part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you there, and we talked about it a lot more in detail a couple of weeks ago. But like, I'm excited. I can't wait to get the code for this game. I hope it comes sooner than later. Uh, because the the combat feels very satisfying, and yeah. I feel like it's going to teach me to be better at this type of game in a way that these games normally don't, at least the ones that I play, because um, I'm not a Souls guy. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, it's more like coming from Devil May Cry 5 this year to this is like very jarring, where I'm like, fuck, I can't go in and just like do crazy stylish stuff. It's like, you gotta really kind of wait and, and hold out. I love the timing of the, the blasts of lasers of like pulling up to, mm-hmm. to shoot back, but you yeah. also, that sense of power is still there because when it is just stormtroopers you're facing off against you're taking them down quick mm-hmm. once you're actually getting uh, close enough to them or reflecting towards them but if you get overwhelmed you're screwed even by these low level one hit takes them down enemies because there are those invincibility frames and there mm-hmm. there is so much kind of thought put into enemy placement and that, that idea of just getting completely outnumbered. I'm excited about this. It's a really yeah. good vertical slice. My I think my main concern is that it's going to end up being too repetitive or too shallow ultimately. I felt really good about what they were showing. And so they didn't let us fight the Ninth Sister, but it was available. Like you could go up front and try it out. And apparently it was a very hard boss battle. I didn't actually get to try it out because I was too busy going over to Dathomir, which is in the game, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So the fact that the Ninth Sister looks like a really intense boss battle where you're having, like, she has a lot of different types of moves that you have to be very careful about and frames of invincibility. It feels like an actual duel. I was like, that's cool. I really hope that they manage to stick the landing with this game. Me too. And with that, I hope that there is a lot more of that. And, like, Mm because they they did show us, like, somebody that uh, is working on the game that's really good at combat, like, facing off against the boss. So that made you really see, like, what the game can look like as compared to my gameplay, which was not that at all. (laughs) Um, But I'm hoping that there are a lot of bosses in this game, and I hope Mm -hmm. it's not just, like, every planet ends with one. So refight the Ninth Sister for the third time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is Darth Maul in this game? Yes. He's gonna be. He's totally gonna be. That's not confirmed, but... If, if you're going to his home planet, I assume you're you going can't to do that. Yeah. He's going to be there. Yeah, I'm. I would be shocked if he's not. And, okay. And already, like, not to repeat myself too much, but I love how much they're dipping into characters we know in ways that feel fresher than yeah than we've seen. Uh, like, I feel like with Battlefront Two, it's kind of like, oh, here's Han Solo with the beard, and it's kind of like, why? That's yeah. the thing is that Battlefront Two had the movie characters. This feels like more of a classic LucasArts Star Wars game in that yeah. it's dipping into the lore outside of the films. Right. Specifically, Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the other... I mean, that that's a big one, right? So the fact that Dathomir is in here and then apparently like 50% of the planets are going to be ones that we know. They're definitely doing more than just the, the films. Dash yeah. Rendar. But yeah. I just, I love Dash even, Rendar, like, make them canon. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, with the, the characters that we know from the movies, no, wait, like, I canon. love the use yeah. of They never uncanon that. Is he canon? Wow. I think Shadow of the Empire is technically canon. They never... Dash? Yeah. Somebody, somebody tell me if how, it's not. How... 
It might be Legends. Kind of funny. It slash Gamescast. You're wrong. It was. Well, an, they made everything Legends. But the Black Sun is in Rebels, and therefore Black Sun is. But I don't know about Prince Shizor. But what, uh, yeah, I don't think it is because like it's they restarted everything with Force Awakens, right? But Clone Wars like, is still canon, and so is Rebels. But, the, but they specifically yeah, said, true. They said that, yeah. those in the movies are the only things. So the I wouldn't stuff, be surprised right. if Shadow. I think Shadow of the Empire might actually be Legends. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, that's right. No, let's go. That'd be awesome. Yeah, make him canon. Yeah, <laughs> low rent Han Solo. That'd be fun. It, it is Legends, by the uh, way. Yeah. All right. Bring back Dash Rendar. Hashtag Justice for Rendar. Bring- <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Dash. We were talking earlier Let about Rendar Star Wars host. games we think are good. That game is not good, but I convinced myself when I was a kid that I really liked it. See, for me, there was something about it, even as a kid playing it. I was like, I Hoth was amazing. This is cooler than it is good. Yeah. Like I never I never wrapped my head around it. The controls always seemed way when too When it fucked came up. out, it looked so amazing. Yeah. Especially yeah. the battle on Hoth with the snow speeders. That was the game that gave us Rogue Squadron. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody loved that. Like, oh, level. that's the fun part. No. Cool. Let's that, make more of that. That and the IG eighty eight boss fight are the two things I remember most about Star Wars gaming in that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man. Well, ladies and gentlemen. This game. This has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us. Kat, thank you for joining us. Thank you. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. We'll learn a little awesome. thing or two about football. I don't know if you ever heard about it, yeah. Fran. Soccer. Big game, too. Yeah, big, da- big game. Sorry, big sorry. Game. this is America. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, we're about to do the post show, so stay tuned, you Patreon people. And here we go.